What's up, comic book fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transform, where me and my good friend Brian over there talk about um, streaming shows and movies that are based on comic books. Today, we are going back into the Tomorrowverse, and there's only four movies left uh, for us to cover uh, before we're done, before we reach uh, Christ on Infinite Earths. This time around, though, we are covering Legion of Superheroes, which came out in 2023. So, Brian... How you doing today, first off? Good. <laughs> um, I don't think there's four left. I think there's one and then Crisis. <laughs> yeah, but Crisis is two, right? And and this one. True. So this okay. one. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Might be more than two. The Crisis might be more than two? Isn't it? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Sorry. I think Man, Crisis is just two. It's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, so I think it's Legion of Superheroes, then it's Justice League War, then Crisis on an Infinite Earths 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. I thought he said 4 before Crisis. I'm, and that's what it threw me off. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's talk about, though, like what we've seen so far to get up to this point. So, what's going on in the Tomorrowverse, Brian? Uh, so, we started off with um, Man of Tomorrow, which started off the whole Tomorrowverse, which kind of gets his name from. Uh, after that, there was Justice Society... World War II. Uh, then we had uh, Batman Long Halloween's Part 1 and 2. Uh, we had the Green Lantern movie Beware My Power. And now we have Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Really like all over the map, right? Yeah. And th there's been a nice little kind of like threading in between these, uh, kind of connecting them. Probably the weakest threading was with Batman Long Halloween, where we just have Flash and Green Arrow show up at Batman's door and they don't even yeah. speak. Um, right, but everything else is there's like a little stinger, you know, kind of connecting everything, and I, I like that they've been building that in that way, uh, and I think I think that really the intention was for all that to pay off in Crisis, which yeah. I think it will. I, I mean, it may even pay off in in, in uh, War World, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's funny in that stinger for the long Halloween. <clears throat> it's not like Flash and and Green Arrow. Like, they don't even say anything that's even basic. It's like, they don't say anything clever. They don't even say something like, we're here to see Bruce. They just kind of just go like, Mur? like that. Yeah. When, when Alfred like opens the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but we do get a, a, a much more active stinger at the end of this movie. So yeah. let's talk about um, the Legion itself. I was going to ask you, uh, what comics have you read with the Legion of Superheroes in it? I don't think I've read anything. I can't remember anything that I've read with the Legion in it. Um, my familiarity with the Legion is completely from uh, TV and cartoons and things like that. Like, probably the first time I ever saw anything was, uh, no, I guess it would have been maybe if they were in Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, which I think they were. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I was going to almost say Smallville, which was the first thing I, I, I probably remembered. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they were in like one episode or two episodes, something like that. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. I actually haven't seen their like other media tie in stuff. I know that they're in things like Smallville, and there was even like a, a cartoon that was like Super Boy and the and Legion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you watch any of that? Uh, I might have caught an episode here and there, but it, it, it did have a little more of a like younger animation style, I think. So I think I, I didn't really watch it. Okay. Like it looked a little more kiddy at the time, I think. I think that was intended. So Yeah. Yeah, I um 
I haven't really watched any of their tie-in stuff, but for me, like the Legion, I know I've read like at least something from the eighties where like it was like the Legion was falling apart, but the the Legion was, I mean, the Legion of Superheroes was a, a big book for DC in the eighties. Yeah, like a lot of people don't know this, but when X Men was like really big in the late eighties, early nineties for DC, Teen Titans was like the big book. I mean, well, I just totally fucked up that what I was just saying. Like X Men was big for Marvel, but Teen Titans was big for DC. Yeah, you know, and then like Legion was sort of by coincidence like pretty big then too, and there was even like a crossover with them as well that was like a big deal. But uh, I've read something like that from the eighties. Then they show up and stuff like you know I think they're in Crisis on Infinite Earths or they're in some of the crossovers. There uh, was a time when Jeff Johns was on Superman. He was actually writing like Superman with like Richard Donner at one point. And oh, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. And then like <laughs> in that run, like Richard Donner eventually came off, but Jeff Johns was still writing it. And he had like Superman going to the future and interact with the Legion. I actually really like that story. Mark Wade did a run on Legion of Superheroes that was like really good. And, um, you know, I enjoyed that. Um, and then, like, one other thing I just wanted to bring up was that Dan Abnett and Annie Lanning, who did, like, all the Cosmic Marvel stuff at one point. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they wrote Legion of Superheroes before they went to Marvel, too. Interesting. Yeah, I think from a, um, like, a conceptual point, I know in your notes you mentioned that they're kind of like a, a representation of the, uh, the, the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Yeah. I kind of always get, like, a more of a New Mutants vibe from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, um, I, for me personally, I think the the entry barrier for these characters is a little harder because I think there's like they like the names of the characters feel very steeped in like camp. Oh, of course, uh, yes. You know, uh, and like more light, lighter, harder things. And I'm sure there's plenty of things where that's not true, but um, I, I guess maybe that's been a, a kind of repellent for me with, with the characters. No, I, I 1,000% understand that. Um... Yeah, they have like names like Cosmic Boy and Bubble Boy, and I mean, there's a lot of boys, and then there's you know all these girls, boys and lasses and lasses. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, the idea with the Legion is that they are like super, super influenced by the uh, superheroes of the like the modern day DC universe, and they've got an idea in their head of like, oh well, to be a superhero, you have to have some kind of noun and then like boy or girl or lass like they're just like inspired by superman so they're like we have to have some kind of noun and then you know boy or girl or something like that and so that's why all their names are like that um you, you know you, you just mentioned how like the shiar imperial guard and the legion are the same the the, the legion of superheroes came first and then like the people that were working on it i think artist dave cochran who was working with Chris Claremont on X-Men, he made all the Imperial Guard people like the Legion. Got it. Yeah. What's so, the, uh, weren't some of the some of the X-Men characters, oh no, or my am I mixing this up with like Doom Patrol or Teen Titans? Like, wasn't like Nightcrawler and Storm almost like direct rips off of characters from that era? Yes, I'm so so glad you asked that. Nightcrawler actually literally was a character that was made for the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Okay. But, but that, yeah, I don't know about Storm, but I know definitely Nightcrawler is one. Uh, I I think I think Storm they changed it hard a little bit, but like Nightcrawler was like a direct rip, and like Storm might have been like a color swap or something like that. But so, something was similar to that in that kind of X Men, you know, giant size X Men kind of era. 
Right, right, right. Well, I, it's it's like really cool because when you look at the the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, like um, Phantom Girl is Astra from the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Uh, there's a guy named Fang on the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. That's Timberwolf from the Legion of Superheroes, right? Cosmic Boy. I have I have a Fang action figure. <laughs> See, man, that's how fucking hot you are that you have a Fang <laughs> action figure. You to know be what I'm fair, saying? I, I only bought it so I can get the full Chode uh, build a figure. It, there's a fucking Chode build build a figure. Yeah. Yes. God bless comics and their weird fucking names, right? Chode. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, that that reminds me of like the Triceratops from uh, Transformers, right? Because it's like slag. Well, slug, it's slug now. But it's yeah. slug now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. British people must have just been like crazy about that one. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see. Oh, so okay. Uh, Cosmic Boy from the Legion is Electron in the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Now, this is the ones I like. I didn't really recognize some of these names on here, but like, um, there's a guy named Mentor that's in the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, and like, it's very obvious he's Brainiac Five. Yeah. Um, there's a character named Nightside, and that's Shadow Last. But the one that always stands out to me is, um, what do you call it? Uh, Gladiator. And that's, he's based on Monel. Oh, okay. I, I didn't think of that, but okay. Yeah. I mean, Gladiator really seems like Superman, but like Monel is like Superman too, right? It's, it's very true. Yeah. I mean, and Gladiator is just like alien Superman, really. And I mean, not that this is Superman and Marvel necessarily, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I just, I just love how like there's like parallels, and it, there's even more than that. I just was mentioning the ones that are in this movie. Yeah, got it. Because <clears throat> there's like a shit ton of legion legionnaires. Well, I mean, really everything, almost everything in Marvel and DC has a parallel, uh, uh, really. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flash, Quicksilver, Namor, Aquaman, yeah. Doctor Fate, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. So I guess since you haven't seen that much legion stuff if you could just base it on this movie or whatever you've seen who's your favorite legionnaire um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go phantom girl based solely on young justice and the prominence that she had not speaking in uh, in the most recent season of young justice oh yeah i remember that yeah I mean, yeah she, she, also makes, she, she is also in this movie here today what we're talking about so um but i guess that was the thing that, sh that stood out to me the most Recently, I guess so. That, that's that's my answer. I, I don't really have an answer why, other than that, <laughs> just the familiarity. Like, oh, it's that's Phantom Girl. She's still in the episode. She's still unconscious. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I totally forgot about all that though. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I I'd say that like maybe mine might be Ultra Boy, who he's in the comics, and the way he works is he can have like any super power, but he can only activate one at a time. So he always has to be very like conscious of like, okay, I need super strength here, but I need invulnerability here. He he's not in this movie, but I I like him. So basically, he's Sync from X Men. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Before Sync came around, yeah, yeah. But I, I like a lot of Legion uh, members, you know. So in this movie, you have a uh, like when when the Legion was first starting out and starting to become popular, they crossed over with Superman, you know, and uh, he was actually Superboy. And they kind of alluded that, like, Superman sort of got some of his training or became a superhero <laughs> because of his time with the Legion when he was Superboy. But 
in modern times, they've they've had like Supergirl be the one that goes and spends time with Legion. That's what this movie is about, right? Yeah, it seems like a yes. Yeah. Um, Meg Donnelly plays Supergirl in this. And uh, I, I know her because she was in this movie called Zombies on the Disney Channel. Have you ever seen commercials for that? I, I Brandon has seen at least the first movie. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he was obsessed with that for a little while when he was very young. Okay. Uh, so I, I am familiar with that. But I didn't put that together until afterwards. Um, I more so recognize the name from, from – um, I think she was in like that Supernatural spinoff that I, I didn't even watch. Yeah, the Winchesters. But, yeah, uh, and I was like, "Oh, we got we got Dean Winchester, and we have Mary Winchester, sort of." Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She's in that too. I I think that she's good in zombies. I think that the the main guy that plays Zed is like a lot more charismatic, and he's kind of the standout from that. Yeah, but I, I thought she was really good in this, though. Yeah, she was really good. Like I, I remember thinking during this thing that she's uh, very charismatic, very very good in the role, and I uh, and I liked it a lot. Um, the one thing I would say about this is I feel like I, I know we were just talking about Supergirl spending time with the Legion and all that, but um, you know, in the comics more recently, but it just feels like this was more of a Supergirl movie than a Legion movie. Um, much like Justice League felt more like a Flash movie. I'm sorry, Justice Society felt more right. like a Flash. Flash was the central character in that, um, yeah. which I think is just like a weird choice, I guess. Agreed. I think that basically what they do is they're like, okay, it's it's harder to it's a harder pill to swallow that this old superhero team is around her in World War II. It's a harder pill to swallow that there's this like crazy army of superheroes in the future. So we're gonna base it around this character that pretty much everyone knows at this point and make them the sort of point of view character, you know? No, that makes sense, but wouldn't you name it after the point of view character? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Um, with Supergirl, it kind of makes more sense because there literally have been Supergirl comics. Yeah. You know, in with the Legion. But with Flash, there isn't any like Flash JSA crossover or anything like that. Not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it works in this case. And I actually really like that prologue with her on Krypton. What did you think of that? Uh, yeah, that was cool. It was nice to see it. I mean, they, they kind of uh, change around her origin a bit here and there, but I, mean, I feel like more, uh, you know, they, they've both done it where she is older than Clark and kind of, you know, gets lost and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they kind of stick with that that angle here. Um, but it was a nice intro thing there. She seems to be, uh, you know, enjoying her life and looking forward to uh, joining up with uh, whatever force she was uh, assigned to there. Uh, yeah, on Krypton. It was nice to see Krypton in a different light, because other than just exploding. Even though it does explode here as well, pretty quickly. On yeah, um, you haven't read that Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow book yet, right? I have it. I've had it for like a year and a half, and I have not read it yet. Oh, you own it on Comicsology? Yeah. Oh shit! I, I ordered it from my library. It's it's actually there, ready for me to pick up. And I've I've nice. been kind of itching to read it. All right, so let's read it at the same time. Boom, there you go. <laughs> Just like watching Dune. Yeah, man. Um, you didn't by any chance, I mean, this is totally not related at all, but um, you didn't by any chance read that one-shot issue called Trinity that was about, like, Wonder Woman's daughter? You didn't pick that up, right? I not, no. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's by Tom King, too, and I, I just read that yesterday. It was weird because, like, 
it was very funny and fast paced, which I feel like is sort of the anti Tom King, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's sort of like a prologue for his Wonder Woman run, which is supposed to be really good too. Yeah, I've heard that. I uh, I have to I have to try and stop reading so many books. But yeah, I always didn't want to read that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So um, let's go back to this. So Solomon Grundy shows up. Batman shows up. Superman shows up. Were you surprised to see these guys in this movie? Uh, no, I, I think they've been framing stuff here uh, with with modern day uh, things, even with you know Justice Society. So it wasn't a surprise to me. I I really like seeing Batman, and Superman. These these particular Batman and Superman interact. Uh, it's just always interesting to see Batman and Superman together. I think. Uh, yeah, of course. They're, they're the the two biggest characters out of DC. Uh, you know, so it, it's you know I I I've been a fan of World's Finest for you know uh, a long time. I I, I love the. Who wait? Who wrote the? Was it Jeff Loeb wrote Batman and Superman for a while in the early two thousands? I think you're right. Yes, yeah. I, I, I loved that series. Uh, yeah, and there, was, there was a different take on Supergirl in that too, actually. <laughs> right, I remember that. I remember that. Um, had really good art. I think it was Michael Turner was the artist. Yeah, for Michael that. Turner before that was one of the last things he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that arc starts off with like them going against Toy Man, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it has that, like, gigantic robot that's, like, half Superman, half Batman. Yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was a good time. It was a good era to be into comics, that's for sure. Um, you know, it, it's cool because you got Jensen Ackles in this and as Batman, and then you have Salman Grundy, which I actually really like. That's Salman Grundy from Batman The Long Halloween. And then, uh, that's Superman. He's been in, like, almost every movie of this. Yeah, he's appeared in just about everything, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they take out they take out Solomon Grundy, and then Supergirl, uh, you know, is there, and she just kind of shows her frustration with living in the 21st century. We cut from that to a bunch of masked guys attacking Star Labs, right? And it's actually pretty violent when they attack Star Labs. Did, what did you think of that sequence in the very beginning with the Black Circle guys? Um, yeah, I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, it seemed like they were you know, somehow involved with, with Grundy was one because they had the similar weapons and all that. Uh, but yeah, we, we see them attack Star Labs. They're looking, I don't remember what they're trying to get there. Because uh, even Batman Thomas, he doesn't, he doesn't know what they were trying to do there. But there's something, there was something in a tube in the back that looked like they were probably going for that, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we should probably point out that like, when Salmon Grundy attacks and stuff, like they had a sequence like this in the previous movie with or <clears throat> a couple movies back where Brainiac attacked, right? Yeah. And Brainiac freaking gets shot in the head in that beginning sequence. Yes. Which is a, there's a nice callback to that. And that's kind of jumping ahead here, but that's okay. I, I'm guessing that everyone that's watching this video has seen that movie. But maybe what they were trying to get in that tube in Star Labs was like Brainiac or connected to Brainiac. Oh yeah, maybe it was, yeah, because it did it could have, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Brainiac is featured pretty heavily in this movie, uh, and when we get to the 31st century, when Superman brings Supergirl to the 31st century, we meet Brainiac Five, who is a clone of the original Brainiac. Um, Superman thinks, okay, Kara is not adjusting well to living on Earth, so I'm going to bring her to the future since I have a connection to the Legion of Superheroes, and so he takes her to Legion Academy. And she's accepted. Um, you, you meet the Legion. What did you think of that sequence where, like, um, Monel is showing her around? Um, 
Yeah, I, I think there were some obvious uh, – uh, well, she's very unsure of it at first with Superman showing around, and then Monel shows up. And she's like, yes, yes, please. Yeah, um, yeah. And the then, hottie uh, Monel. Yeah, and I feel like that they, they kind of took that idea from uh, the Supergirl TV show. Oh, okay, okay. That kind of little connection there. Sure. Um, and then it, it makes it seem like they're kind of going off of that where there's a potential – relationship there but they kind of twist that on his head as well yeah yeah uh so you you mentioned the supergirl show do you know anything about daxamites from that show i don't um i don't at all they're 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 basically like kryptonians i i can't remember if it's like the sun makes them powerful like a kryptonian but they have the same kind of power set um my biggest connection with daxamites besides monel is um what do you call it in the green lantern Corps there was a Green Lantern that was a Daxamite. And he was actually okay. like, I think his name was Saddam Yacht. And uh, he, besides being a Green Lantern, he also had like Superman powers, you know? Interesting that they would add add those two things together. Like it was, you yeah. know? And, and I think if, if memory serves me right, they have a weakness that's like Kryptonite, but I think it's lead. I think lead hurts them. You know, I yeah. know Superman uh, can see through lead. Yeah. Yeah. I remember something about uh model getting lead poisoning from something and that might even have been supergirl the tv show so yeah yeah um model should not come to my house and drink my tap water because i think you probably get lead poisoning from that <laughs> like oh no uh all right so anyway supergirl meets brainiac five and boy do we know there are the roots of romance there she doesn't trust him right off the bat but uh Brian, I, I know that you said that you haven't really read that much Legion stuff. Have you ever been aware of the Supergirl and Brainiac romance? Before this, I was not. Uh, okay. I, I, I did look it up afterwards because I was curious if this was an original thing. I, I imagine it probably wasn't, and it wasn't. So yeah. uh, it was a surprise to me. Yeah. Brainiac 5, in, in this, they make him like a little bit more alien-looking and kind of off-putting. Um, he, You know, it's funny because... He's voiced by I gotta, I gotta see. Do you remember his voice actor name off the top of your head? Yeah, uh, Harry Shum Jr. Yeah, and I, I saw he was in something that I don't watch, but like I was like, oh, okay, people will know him. But, so uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not too familiar with him, but I also noticed that he was previously from uh, Glee, which which go. is where Darren Chris is from. But um, uh, he was also in Blue Eye Samurai in a small role, which I, well, oh, I'm gonna have to watch that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I thought that like the way he did his voice was like robot from Invincible, but like just more condescending. Yes, I, I definitely saw that. Although I feel like anytime I've seen Brainiac Five before, first of all, he usually has hair, and right. I, I feel like he is a little more robotic, like a little more, isn't he? No, I think he looks more human-like. Actually, no, 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 no. no the way he speaks and, and acts. Like oh, he's a little more like like logical and scientificy. Am I wrong? Yeah, he's kind of like Spock, sort of. And I think that yeah. sometimes when they have his voice bubble, it might be like a different thing than a regular voice bubble. You know, which might imply yeah. it's like a robot. Um, but I I actually feel like he's kind of more heroic and stuff in some of the runs that I've read. And that yeah. Mark Wade one, he's like the main guy too. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, you did you kind of know there was going to be like this romantic tension between the two of them? Yeah, the second they got like up in each other's faces when the, and yell, I'm like, yeah, that's that's that. <laughs> right, and I and love that montage of them like like you know, bickering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love when they had that kind of like 
oh, well, they're sort of like representing these other two characters that are arch enemies, but then they're going to have like a romance. I love that kind of shit where it's like, you know, she's basically representing Superman. He's representing the original Brainiac, but it's like they can get together. Yeah. You know, I like that shit. Uh, so shit goes south pretty quickly and some of the Legionnaires are missing. Triplicate girl is the first to get murdered. That was pretty fucking brutal, right? Yeah, she gets like like melted pretty badly. <laughs> like I I really I was really expecting either uh, that to be the end of the character or uh, for them to like somehow reinstate the third the third version or whatever third yeah. couple. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, she just got half melted and she's a duplicate girl now. Right. Whatever yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit. I, I didn't know where they were going with all these like lost legionnaires. There's definitely the sense of like unease throughout the time the supergirl's there, and you're like, what's going on exactly? Um, right before she gets attacked by the black circle guys, there's that little fucking creature that looks like like it's like paste or whatever, and it's like yeah. right. I, I don't remember that from the comics at all. So I was like, Oh, is that thing gonna like come to life and like eat her or something? I, I knew something <laughs> bad was gonna happen, you know, because it's just like I thought it was going to, like, attack her. Um, but then all those Black Circle guys fucking attacked her. Uh, then it, it, you find out that they're, the Black Circle guys are trying to get this thing called the Miracle Machine. Have, have you ever heard of that? I have not heard of the Miracle Machine. I, I do know where the controllers are, but um, the Miracle Machine... And I had some questions about that later on when we get to the kind of the ending. Uh, sure. So, yeah. Man, I'm so fucking lame this morning. I'm like, Brian, have you heard of that? And I, I'm pretty sure you don't know about it. And you're like, oh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you. Like, it's just <laughs> like this fucking cycle. But um, no, the, the controllers, you said that you, you kind of had heard of them and stuff. They're basically like an offshoot of the Owens. You know, the people, Mal they're, they're called Malthusians originally. And, and then they lived on Oa. And uh, instead of being blue, they're pink. And they decided that they wanted to destroy evil. The Owens were like, okay, we're going to control emotions. We're going to use emotions to like get power in the universe. And these guys made this thing called the Miracle Machine where they could basically turn thought into reality. Yeah. So that's a big part of this movie, uh, especially the third act. And we find out that Mon-El is a fucking traitor. Screw that guy. Yeah, seriously. And I'm not familiar with him being a villain before he's not he's usually yeah. not a traitor yeah Very interesting turn there yeah yeah um you know it's good for him to be the traitor because he's like got the same power side as supergirl so he's like a threat versus like you know if it was like timberwolf or something yeah 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 um eventually brainiac the original shows up and he's horrific looking he's almost like a uh david cronenberg brainiac right yeah that was real creepy <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, um, almost, it almost felt like I, I know we had the murder of triple girl and we had that uh, attack with the black circle in the in the current timeline and all that but yeah it this movie it, it almost has that like high school romancy kind of thing with uh you know with the training sequences and then the clash between supergirl and brainiac and then they have this which is like really like like messed up body horror <laughs> yes 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 and uh i want to just mention one thing that he says and then we can talk about the worst part of it all uh he mentions a great danger that he's anticipating and he needs the uh miracle machine to sort of prevent it or to like bring back kolu which is his world uh do you think that that great danger is the anti-monitor 
I mean, it has to be with Crisis coming up. I and mean, what else could it be? <laughs> right, right, right. It, it's not Mongol though, because like Mongols in the next one. Um, no, I I feel like it's got to be the Anti Monitor. Okay, okay, okay. So then now I can bring up the point that you were saying, like when he dies, it's pretty horrible, right? Well, I mean, yeah. For first, first of all, you know, they they referenced that he was shot in the head, and that he is reconstituted from. Uh, the bodies of his clones and you can see their faces on his body and they talk and it's that that in itself is horrible enough but then yes. he dies by the the body's kind of like you know reclaim like growing and just splitting him apart like literally yes yes i mean they only show it as a shadow but like at one point like he's literally bisected and then you just see his corpse on the floor yeah yeah and it's, yeah. it's, it's almost weird too it's like how, how like he's essentially defeated by himself you know like right. the, our heroes don't really do very much in this situation no no i mean <laughs> i think that one of them plants the idea that yeah all the other clones pick up on yeah i can't remember who yeah. does it if it's supergirl or it's probably brainiac five i think it was brainiac yeah 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 um yeah i mean they go all out with these animated movies sometimes man they do some yeah. horrific stuff uh so the reason why Brainiac had the whole black circle and he was trying to do this was because he wanted to bring back Kolu, which his own world is gone, just like Krypton. And I, I'm pretty sure Daxum is gone too. So okay. there's all these like dead worlds and like, you know, you have these characters that want to bring them back to life. But ultimately the lesson is like, you can't go back. You can't bring back these dead worlds. Yeah. Um, so, did you like that when the mom shows up at the end when Kara's using the machine? Yeah, no, that was nice. It was a nice little emotional thing and the kind of like choice. And like, like, she could bring her back her world or she could make the, the, the proper choice and, you know, not destroy all of reality. Um, yes. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's kind of a little weighted there, I guess. But, um, yeah, it, it, they, have to, they have to bring, you know, the hero some kind of challenge to overcome. And that, that was it there. This is where I was confused, though. I, I mean, I understand the miracle machine turns thoughts into reality. But... It's like she goes up and punches it and touches it, and she's kind of like Supergirl's kind of frozen there. But then she's also there, and then Brainiac's there, and I was just really confused at what the hell actually happened. Yeah. Because then, I, then one of the Supergirls disappears, and then and then the mom is still there, and then after that, it's just Supergirl and Brainiac again, and I have no clue what actually happened there. Yeah, I I felt the same way. Um, I I, I guess maybe like just by interacting with it you're starting to make other realities i i, I have no idea i i, I honestly because there's one part where like they kind of push on it together and yeah. you see like multiple sets of hands pushing on it i'm like well wait who's pushing on it, it looks like supergirl is it the mom's pushing on it too i got i got confused by that but i think when you're dealing with something that like it literally turns thought into uh reality it's kind of like okay well if it doesn't make sense or stretching it's like what are you supposed to do right yeah no I, and i get and then also too like I, I i believe this is what this is how i perceive what happened is they willed the machine into a different reality so right they didn't stop it they just pushed up to make it somebody else's problem yes yes some of the reality yes yes like take that owl man or like you know <laughs> yeah. or, or russian superman that's your problem now yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Supergirl in general is sort of more like reckless and stuff than Superman. She's always like yes. quicker to 
fight and stuff. Yeah, but you know, you're right. They totally do kick the can down the road. Um, so then they do that. Brainiac's dead. And Supergirl, we find out what's going on with her in the post credit scene. In the post credit scene, she makes a little phone call back to Clark. I mean, just kind of opens a portal and talks to him. She's like, here's my boyfriend. And this cute little awkwardness between the two of them. Then uh, we get, what, Batman and Superman, right? Yes, they're investigating some kind of, like, giant melty circle in the street. And then they get zapped as well, and they turn into little melty circles as well. Yes. Batman's like, oh, no, Clark, another melty circle, right? And then they just get <laughs> blasted. I don't know what to call it, but, I mean, this is this sort of look like. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny because it's kind of reminiscent of the dark side stuff that's in the Snyder Justice League. It did feel like that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, but um, oh, that shit's in like Batman v Superman. Um, is well, it it's both? no, it's, it's in both. Yeah, it's the the first time we see it is Batman v Superman, and then we see it again in Justice yeah. League. Yeah. But there's like way more in the Snyder cut too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but instead of it being dark side though, it's Mongol. Yes, um, and I, I, I'm excited for this one. I, I'm hoping that this one will be, you know, one of the the better ones. Uh, you know, as we come to, to close out this tomorrow verse. Yeah, man. Well, so that, that brings us up to like the last thing I think before we wrap up our video. If you could rank all of the movies that we've seen, and you just have uh, the Long Halloween be one movie. Yeah. What, what would your ranking be? And here's the thing: I kind of think I know what your ranking is going to be. Well, we just did this like two weeks ago, and I don't think I, I didn't write this one down, so I don't remember what I did. And I think ours was like slightly different. Right, it was. It was um, slightly different, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I think we both agree that it's Long Halloween, Man of Tomorrow, one and two, right? As the first um, two, and then oh man, this is tough. I don't remember what I put the others as. So did I have, did I have uh, Green Lantern and then Justice League? Justice Society. Justice Society. Keep saying Justice League. Justice Society. You you uh, might have, but I, mean, I would definitely. You had, you had those reversed. Correct. Correct. I would okay. definitely that, put Justice Society there. I don't know where I would put this. Yeah. Um. I I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I I I. It's hard to rank these these those other three for me right now. Um. But I mean, they're definitely lesser than than Long Halloween and uh, Man of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so you already kind of went through our order. I would put this actually underneath the first two. This would be my third because I liked just the fact that they did something with the Legion of Superheroes. That's a big deal. And then I really like Supergirl in this, and I like Supergirl and Brainiac's relationship. And ultimately, that was more fun and exciting for me than the majority of stuff in like the Flash one and the Green Lantern one. You know? Yeah, I feel like with the Green Lantern one, they they kind of rushed through Parallax at the end there. So I think I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to put this under Mana tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I think it's a more it's a concise story. It's it's it doesn't feel rushed or anything. Uh, it feels like a complete story really, and it's a nice callback to Brainiac from Justice Society as well. So I I think I'm going to agree with you there and put it at third. Boom, nice. So uh, coming up next week then. We're not doing this. Next week we're doing Dune 2, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I just spent uh you know four or five hours of my life watching Dune, the original Dune and Dune Part One. So yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm actually re-watching the Denny Villeneuve one right now, too. So yeah, I'm excited. Nice. nice. Yeah, maybe we'll get Danny on board for that too. We'll see. 
But uh, yeah, man, oh, it's good. tomorrow. Uh, today, I'm sorry. He's seeing oh, it today. That lucky Bastard. bum. Yeah, he gets to see it in IMAX too. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be an experience. Um, so anyway, that is us. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking about these tomorrow verse movies with you, man. And uh, we'll be back for Dune 2 next week. We got Invincible coming up this month. We got a lot of shit in the pipeline. And then we're gonna finish off with Tomorrowverse too. Hell yeah. So we will see you guys real 